Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 41. Today is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Darren Wisely here, and as always, just thrilled to be with you. Uh, welcome back. It's crazy we haven't dropped anything since Christmas, actually, which my apologies. Um, you know, I told you I'd be real busy beginning of the new year, and that's certainly been true. Uh, but once we get to March, uh, things should be a little more regular, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to have you tuning in today. Um, I think we got a great show coming for you. And if you want to see what I'm up to, I'm still active on social media. So, uh, you can follow my Twitter, my Facebook, make sure you're subscribed to this show. So, you know, when we do drop new episodes, if you don't feel like looking all that stuff up, just go to my website, baseliberty.com. And we've also got merchandise. We've been, uh, putting some new swag out there. So if you want base liberty gear you want some other cool stuff uh check out uh that we got some real reasonable prices on there okay so today what brings me back uh to talk to you and it's we're gonna be talking about rhino poaching i know most of you know what a rhino is but we'll just you know you know what happens when you make assumptions right so a rhino stands for republican in name only And, of course, this is a pejorative term. Uh, It's definitely no compliment when uh, someone on the right calls someone a rhino. This might get me in some hot water, but I guess a lot of my opinions and things I say get me in hot water. But technically, the term uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. So those who criticize the term actually have a point because they say the argument goes if if all Republicans or almost all Republicans are Republicans in name only... Isn't that just what a Republican is? And it's like, yeah, I mean, technically that is true. Um, but we use the word because it has a specific meaning, a connotation that most people understand when they hear it, and that's why I use it. Um, but really, to me, a Republican in name only, when I use it, is someone who doesn't follow the um, the values a Republican should espouse, uh, notably conservative values. Uh, conservative policy. So when someone strays from that and aligns more with the left or the Democrats, that makes them a rhino in my book. Of course, we got plenty of them out there. Uh, the problem with rhinos is that they know how to get elected by a red a district, whether it's you know state level, federal level, or down to you know local level. And they run using the Republican name, they get in office, and they don't fight the Democrats, they don't fight the liberal agenda. And if you look at, you know, the past couple, or really even uh, back since World War II, the Republicans, for the most part, have sat on their hands, given the Democrats whatever they want, and that's why we are the 
the way we are. It's Michael Malice says conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. What he means is that uh, pick a policy the left is championing now, and 10 years from now, Republicans will be all on board with that. So rhinos have been a major cause of the problem because they're a pseudo-opposition, you know. Um, the kind of normie, Team Red versus Team Blue narrative, which of course isn't really the case, uh, makes you think it's just Republican versus Democrat, and we get a Republican and they'll fight the Democrats, when really it's go along to get along, and their passiveness, uh, their spinelessness has led to a lot of the just terrible policies, uh, the huge draconian state we live in. Of course, it's the largest government in the history of the world. We're approaching $30 trillion in debt. Uh, endless wars. I mean, it, the list goes on, but but you know that. So with that as the introduction, today we're going to talk about some recent events uh, over the past week, and we're going to talk about one rhino in particular, and that is State Senator Mike Shirky. Uh, if you don't live in Michigan, he is the Senate Majority Leader in the Michigan uh, Michigan Senate. So he's the most powerful Republican in the state, and He's nearly term limited. He'll be out in 2022. And there's been a lot of media buzz over um, recent uh, interactions that I that I was a part of. So I just wanted to, uh, in today's episode, kind of break that down, give you the whole picture, because the media shows you bits and pieces. It's hard to really see the story together. So I just want to run through the story so you can kind of hear the whole thing and you'll probably understand it a lot better in the proper context. And then I just want to, at the very end, just briefly touch on lessons learned from uh, the events that have occurred over the past week. Senator Shirky is, as I said, the Senate Majority Leader. Uh, he's also my state senator in uh, in my district, uh, Hillsdale County, and also he's the senator for Branch and Jackson counties as well. So he's had a long chain of abuses um, that we're really fed up with. The real grassroots uh, Republicans uh, don't agree with because, again, we oppose rhinos and the liberal policies that they either actively support or do nothing to fight against. And 2020, it was a crazy year, right, for a lot of reasons. But um, a lot of things came to a head with uh, Senator Shirky and our frustration with him. And I've touched on this on an earlier episode, but I am the chairman now of Hillsdale County Republican Party. We have an awesome exec board that took over first of the year. That's part of what I've been busy with. And uh, so we're holding these officials accountable. And if you're in the area, you don't have to live in Hillsdale. You're always welcome to come to a meeting. Don't hesitate. Shoot me an email if you want info on that. Little plug there, real quick, for what we're do we're doing some awesome stuff at the at the local level. So uh, we censured him. So here is just so you know and understand the just some of the things that we are holding him accountable for. So open support of the banning of firearms at the Michigan State Capitol when no violent attack with firearms has ever taken place. So this is the problem, and this is why I call him a fair-weather rhino, is, you know, a rhino has to play the conservative card when they're trying to get elected. So um, after some of these events at the Michigan State Capitol in the uh, either late spring or early summer, 
he called people there jackasses. And I found that to be highly inappropriate because these people are exercising their God-given right, of course, protected by the Second Amendment and the Michigan Constitution, uh, to keep and bear arms. And he calls them jackasses. Well, someone who claims to support the Bill of Rights, who claims to support you know, our God-given liberties, that's not really the type of uh, conduct I would expect from someone like that. So he rightfully... Uh, receive backlash for those statements. And he says, oh, I was only talking about four people. Well, that's convenient. At the time, you call people jackasses left and right, no qualifiers, but now you're backtracking. See, this is the typical politician stuff we are sick of. So much of this country is sick of. But so on one hand, when he's around more liberal types, he's you know, calling him jackasses. But when he's around, uh, like, grassroots conservatives, he's got his Bible, his gun, his constitution, you know, kind of like a rah-rah tea party uh, type of atmosphere. So he's he's going whatever way the wind's blowing. And why is he doing that? I don't know. He says he doesn't have plans for higher office. Of course, I'm very suspect of that since he is a liar. Um but to me, it seems like someone who would want to get elected to, like, a governor or Congress would do such a thing because you're kind of playing both sides of every issue. And he has a long uh, track record of doing so. So, some other uh, things in here. Complete and utter surrender to Governor Gretchen Whitmer in regards to her unconscionable and unconstitutional shutdown of small business. Complete and utter surrender to Governor Gretchen Whitmer in regards to the unprecedented quarantining of healthy young adults and children from society. Refusal to hold Governor Gretchen Whitmer accountable for bold, boldly disobeying a Michigan Supreme Court decision. I mean, those things are all kind of related. Obviously, Governor Whitmer has been one of the absolute worst, you know, up there with Cuomo and uh, Newsom out in California. Governors through these shutdowns, um, just destroying our economy, but destroying lives, you know, and, and I've done enough episodes talking about how the whole, you know, thinking the economy is just the stock market and, you know, real lives aren't being hurt by this. I'm not going to go into all that. You can check out one of my older episodes if you want to hear it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Shirky might have stomped his feet or made a few statements, but, you know, then he turns around and he's got a picture hugging her. I mean, the fact of the matter is he might say one thing or another, but he's really done nothing to put that into action. The Republicans have both the House and Senate. You know, there comes a point in time where things are so egregious, so wrong, you got to do something. And when we're talking about people, you know, kids can't play sports. They can't go to school. The best years of their lives are being wasted. You know, she puts sick people in nursing homes killing old people. I mean, that's at the least manslaughter. I'm being gratuitous there. Um, you know, closing down businesses for good. People just trying to earn an honest living, you know, and that's not even talking about, you know, suicide, substance abuse, depression, all these other um, things that have come, but she's doubled down on it. And and what does Shirky have to say? Oh, let the courts sit it out. Well, you know what? Some people don't have time to let the courts figure it out and wait years, you know, when their life, their business, their family is at stake. So it shows how out of touch he is. And that's the problem with a lot of politicians is let the courts figure it out, you know, because they're in this ivory tower. They're still getting paid. They're doing just fine. So they can't um, understand, you know, real people on the ground, how these policies affect them. And that, that's a huge issue. 
And then there was a couple couple other things. You know, he proclaimed that those who peacefully exercise their right to open carry at the Capitol should be handcuffed, fingerprinted, and given a long-standing photo they can frame at home. So again, he, he thinks uh, depriving people of their God-given right to self-defense is some kind of big joke. Of course, which is really disappointing. And again, that's not what he's elected to do. You know, we want our officials to fight for our rights, to be zealous advocates um, for our essential liberties. You know, there's issues on the margins maybe we're not going to always agree with, and, and that's fine. But when it comes to a natural right, there's no compromise on this issue, on those issues. So um, it, it really is just disgusting the way he's behaved and uh and then also so let's get into some more uh working openly and behind the scenes to repeal and terminate Michigan's constitutionally passed and enacted term limit laws for the state legislature hmm i wonder why he'd want to get rid of term limits i mean i i can't think of any reason actively working against patriotic candidates in districts he doesn't live in and again he you have to be kind of in that Hillsdale area to understand this, but he's jumped in sheriff races and different things where he doesn't even live in the county. I mean, why? You know, he's just trying to throw his weight around. I mean, it, to me, if if Mike Shirky's endorsing someone, that would tell me who not to vote for. So uh, a smart person would probably reject that endorsement. <laughs> and then probably the most egregious, and I'm going to get into this in a second, but uh, open support of the termination of the Electoral College, one of the most important checks and balances that protect our republic from democratic mob rule. And I have talked about uh, why democracy, uh, as Hoppe would say, is the god that failed, but why democracy is not this thing that, you know, should be cherished and everyone, you know, it seems like people worship at the altar of democracy when really it's just mob rule. And... Um, you know, I have an episode on the Electoral College. If you really want to understand the nuance of that stuff and why it's so important, I'm not going to diverge on all that in this episode, but you can go do that if you want some clarification. But, I mean, it's really clear that the founding generation did not want us to be a direct democracy um, because, again, it's tyranny of the majority. It's 51% vote for something. I mean, so, oh, that makes it moral? I mean, that's ridiculous. If 51% of people vote to you know, kill the other 49% and take all their assets, well, that might be nice if you're in that 51%, but what if you're in the 49%, you know? Um, there's nothing to check and preserve the minority interest uh, in that system. So, you know, democracy's awful, and uh, anyone who claims to be conservative or is a Republican should know this. Why he openly supported... Uh, the National Popular Vote Initiative, that's what we're referring to in the censure, is beyond me. I still really don't know. I mean, there's different theories, conspiracy theories even. I, I really don't know, but I know he supported it, and that is not okay. So that was in 2018, and that's really when a lot of this uh, bubbling below the surface, and then again, 2020, and his egregious actions there just made it come to a head, and that's why uh, we censured him. So, with all of that as the backdrop, Let's go through the timeline so you understand these media stories. So, uh, Senator Shirky was censured on last Thursday, which was February 4th. That's when we presented the resolution to the party to officially vote on. Now, we gave 
him a chance to kind of rebut um, what we were saying the day before. So Wednesday, uh, myself, our secretary, John Smith, our vice chair, Lance Lashaway, met with Senator Shirky at Spangler's, great restaurant uh, in Jonesville, Michigan. Check it out if you haven't been there or if you're passing through town. It's on 12 there. Oh, my, my attitude going in was open-minded. Did I think he was going to change my mind on any of these issues? No, because, again, some of these are so egregious, there's no excuse for it. But, you know, I was going to give him a chance, uh, just out of good faith, to present his side. Well, I will tell you this. He was extremely arrogant, uh, as he usually is, as he's known for. He seemed like, you know, the concerns of his own constituents were kind of beneath him. Um, he had very uh, morally relativistic arguments. You know, other states are doing this. Oh, other states are doing it. That makes it okay. Uh, I mean, what's California's tax rate? Does that make it okay? Should we do that here? Other states are doing it. I mean, it's just awful logic. It's politician logic, I should say. But what really grinded my gears, I didn't do a ton of talking uh, in this meeting. But what really grinded my gears was when we got to the point about the National Popular Vote Initiative, which, as I said, is an end run around the Electoral College, he tried convincing us that he never supported it. Uh, he said that he supported something like what Nebraska, I believe it's Nebraska, does, which is based on congressional districts. So they're not an all-or-nothing state, and he was saying that's how ours would be. So if Detroit voted one way, you know, other counties vote another way, our, elect our electors would be split. And I actually support that. I think that's a great idea because it makes government even more representative. Uh, but he was saying that's what he supported. He never supported the National Popular Vote Initiative. And for a second, I felt bad because I'm not a sociopathic liar. I actually feel bad, you know, if I accuse someone of something wrongly or I said something untrue, you know, then I, I was about ready to, to apologize because if I was wrong about that, I would owe him that apology. And the other guys, you know, agreed that, you know, this thing he claimed to support was better. So they moved on to other topics. But for me, something wasn't right. I was like, how could I have gotten this so wrong? And so I got on my phone, I started looking up and um, trying to find something on the website. And, you know, Senator Shirky, of course, gives his condescending, arrogant, oh, you, got, you guys don't even know what you're talking about, you make false allegations, you know, just acting like we're just the scum of the earth in uh, how defiant he was. And come to find out, I found this article from 2018 and I said, you're quoted here saying you support the National Popular Vote Initiative. Oh, his his tone changed immediately right there. He said, oh, well, you know, sometimes you forget things. So here he is going from saying, we're dead wrong, we're awful people for thinking this way, to, oh, I guess I just forgot. I mean, how can you do that? What a liar. And I blew up. Um, I got so pissed off. I, I guess the whole restaurant was, like, silent, staring at me because I kind of was loud and I'm naturally loud anyways if you know me but um you know I was kind of in the zone there but I just couldn't believe that he bold-faced lied about it and there's no way he just forgot I mean this is an important vote we're talking about changing the way we vote in our in our system in our electoral college that has been around since the founding of this republic so it's not something you just forget about that is a lie 
So the meeting goes on for an hour. Um, obviously left. Um, you know, kind of. I was pissed that I'd been lied to, but again, it was like, well, uh, at least now I have no questions about the censorship because, you know, he is all the things we claim he is, and he's a liar on top of it. So, and, and he's arrogant on top of that. So the next morning, I'd received some Facebook messages, text saying, "Hey." Uh, good job standing up to Senator Shirky in the video. And I'm like, video? Like, what are you even talking about? And I was thinking maybe, you know, there was an audio or something, but they kept using the word video. And they're like, here, here's the link. So I'm like, what did, uh, they, they said John Smith uh, recorded a video. And I'm thinking, how did Smith do this? He's a secretary, mind you. Um, how did he do this? Like, did he put a, you know, a, a secret camera on the salt shaker like he's in the CIA or something? Like, how how could he pull this off? But if you go to YouTube and the video's still up, so I, if you're questioning, you know, the veracity of anything I'm saying, look it up yourself. It's on his page, Roar, Reclaim Our American Republic. And uh, somehow he has the camera, you know, positioned in his coat or sweater, whatever he's wearing, and you can see the whole thing. So... Um, I had no idea it was being filmed. I'd talked to Lance after. He didn't know either. So I guess, you know, John's like a secret agent or something. But uh, the video's up there, and Shirky can't say, oh, I didn't say this or I did say this because, well, the proof's right there in the pudding. So video comes out, and then that Thursday night, we have our meeting where we do end up uh, voting by an overwhelming majority to censure him. And we gave him a chance to speak and, uh, you know, uh, come up there and um, and state his case, which was tough because we had speakers after, and out of respect for our upcoming speakers, I didn't really want to let him drone on because, of course, he couldn't just address the points. He had to give a preamble and a big political speech, but, but I knew if I cut him off, then, well, I would be seen as like, you're not giving him a chance, so, you know, I had to weigh those interests as the chair. I end up letting him speak. We still pass it by an overwhelming majority. And uh, people after were asking him some questions. They were hot. They were calling him Rhino, yelling at him. It was kind of funny because uh, I was proud because people weren't drinking his Kool-Aid. They knew that he's full of crap, that he'd done those things. And there's no way you can talk your way out of it. You know, these politicians are so used to just talking their way out of anything. And they think they can get away with it. So uh, he was held accountable, which is awesome. So since then, uh, the media has really picked up on the story. Um, you can find some interview snippets I've done out there. You can find quotes. Um, if you Google Shirky censorship, if you want to kind of see the overview, you can see the full video if you're really interested. But the thing about the kind of little articles and things is they just take one piece and they don't really show the whole picture. And I'm not saying they're necessarily all doing it um, a uh, you know, with ill intent, but it's just, you got to understand the full timeline to understand this. But it's been really cool because, yeah, media has posted about it, talked about it, it's awesome, we're holding them accountable, but much cooler than that is the support we've received, the Hillsdale County Republican Party. Uh, I've had dozens and dozens of emails, I've had probably a dozen or more phone calls, I know our secretary's had his phone blown up, emails and calls, texts, from people around the state who feel exactly the same way we do. They're fed up with rhinos getting elected and not fighting for their civil liberties, 
uh, more spending, bigger government, um, just running our state and country, for that matter, into the ground. And it shows there's a lot of people, you know, Shirky and his arrogance tries to kind of dismiss us as these marginal figures, but it's like, no, 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 you're the marginal figure. You're the political class that doesn't represent us, that doesn't serve us. You serve corporate interests, establishment interests. You're not fighting for the people. You take an oath to defend, to protect, to support the Constitution we live under. And you've been so derelict in this duty, but so many of them have. So what's encouraging, what, what I want us to learn from this episode um, is that, you know, Things start at the local level. You want liberty, you got to come together. And this is just, you know, the first step in what's going to be a long path, a long process to make change, to try to make us, you know, have some semblance of freedom. But I'm going to work with these other parties throughout the state, and we're already talking about, you know, meetings and uh, different things like that, because we can hold these officials accountable. And, you know, Shirky said, well, I don't give a shit. It's just a piece of paper. Well, maybe you don't. But now, next time you take a vote, that's going to be in the back of your head. And even if he's too arrogant to change, how many other politicians throughout the state are going to at least say, you know what? If I do the wrong thing, someone might call me out on it. So that's what we're doing. It's a peaceful way to make change and hold officials accountable. And if we work together uh, throughout the state, this grassroots movement, you know, this populism, um, I think we can really get some good people elected, hold them accountable. But it's an uphill battle. I mean, I'm not naive on this stuff. But that's why uh, I'm going to be a big voice. And, you know, some people said, you know, that video should be taken down or, you know, you shouldn't go after the most powerful Republican in the state. You don't know what power he has. I say screw it. You know, uh, if I'm silent, then nothing's going to change. You know, this stupid Mark Meadows guy, not the Mark Meadows from D.C., I guess he's a former Lansing mayor or whatever, you know, he called me out, oh, this 29-year-old kid called him out, well, why does it take a 29-year-old to have the balls to call out these politicians, you know, where have you been the last three, four decades, you know, it's, um, someone's got to do it, I'm happy to, and we've got great people in Hillsdale, and more and more throughout the state popping up, so my advice to you, whether you're in Michigan, whether you're somewhere else, Take that stand um, because you don't know what your spark could ignite, what kind of a fire. And ultimately, if we stay silent, you know, it's the easy route. I get it because you can avoid criticism. But you know what? I don't care. I'll be criticized. I'm unashamed uh, in my pursuit to, you know, just call the truth as I see it. You know, from where I'm standing, the chips are going to fall where they may. But if I'm speaking the truth, then I got nothing to feel bad about. It might might hurt some feelings, piss people off. I don't really care. I'm beyond worrying about all that. Uh, you should be too. So take action. Get involved in your community. Uh, hold your elected officials accountable. You want to work with me, you know how to find me, and I'm always happy to do that. So, hey, thanks for watching this episode. I hope it kind of gave that sequence of events, put it in context. Um, again, those videos are up, whether you want to look at the news videos or the full hour-long discussion. If you've got that kind of time, it's there. So you can, you know, kind of corroborate what I'm saying. But I'm really looking forward to dropping more content. Like I said, in March, uh, I'll be a lot more active. 
uh, at least coming once a week, hopefully, you know, two, three times, uh, possible sponsors I'm bringing on board, real exciting stuff. In our next episode, what we have planned, Alexander Harvey, who I know is your guys' favorite guest of Base Liberty, he's going to be back. Uh, we're going to talk more money, Bitcoin, all that good stuff. So make sure to tune in next week when Harvey's on. I'm sure we'll have a great time. But other than that, keep in touch. Uh, feel free to shoot me topic ideas for episodes. You know, I, I love hearing that from you guys. But anyways, God bless.